Welcome to the Star Citizen Neurocast, brought to you by Cognition Corp and its community organizations. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you the most up-to-date Star Citizen information and general discussion concerning game mechanics and lore. I'm Lumen the Hunter, and joining me today are Aiden from Hitcher 4, Hello. Furious from Evil Inc., and main member of Cognition Corp, Cam. Yeah. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon backers for funding our current giveaways and supporting the show. Our Patreon backers have access to our pre-show podcast, where we go over the news in greater detail, as well as exclusive LTI ship giveaways. For more information on how to support the show, visit us at patreon.com slash cognition. All right, so we're going to open up things with the official Star Citizen news, a.k.a. our comlink. First up, we have Citizens of Stars with Jake Ross and the Numifier 1337. Good for those guys. Next up, we had some nice fan art, a bunch of desktop pictures for you. So we have a Winter Carrick by Ungnir, Pirate Propaganda by Fiendish Feather, the Aegis Saber Cockpit by Loganaw, and then Have a Break by Star Medic. Also ongoing, we have the Valentine's Day sale for basically almost anything that you can put two people in. So we have cheap packages for Aurora MRs and Mustangs, Super Hornets, Constellations, and I think the Vanguard Warden, if memory serves. Yeah, I thought it was strange that they didn't have the Reliant on sale for the Valentine's Day sale. Well, I can kind of see why. The reason being is that you can't sit next to each other. When you're flying, then you're sitting one on top of the other. So it's... On top of that, instead of the lore piece, we instead had the Stoddard Research Center Transportation Policy Poll. If you're anything like me, you embellished maybe a little bit, saying, yeah, I got pulled from Jump a couple times. But let's be honest, it was amusing to answer and see what other people thought. Bug Smashers was out, and they handled player move requests. Always little things that they have to fix, but there are many, many, many bugs. Round the Verse mostly talked about, hey, looky, here's the updated Super Hornet, History of the Hornet, and oh yeah, multi-region servers are a thing, and we're going to talk more about it. As for the Happy Hour, yeah, the Happy Hour with Will Weisbaum. Truth be told, I didn't watch it, so I'm the wrong person to talk about that. Weekly newsletter came out as well, and, well, Chris Roberts is back home, and we're still working on 3.0 and Squadron 42. Keep working. On top of that, the big stuff, the Spectrum Alpha went live, jump points available if you're a subscriber, and perhaps the most important piece of news, holy crap, Star Citizens Alpha 2.6.1 is live! Go play it. Wait, we're supposed yeah. to actually play the game? Uh, I played it. Mind you, I can't say I really did too much other than, okay, hey, looky, the Super Hornet's there. It's a little slower afterburner, but Flyer's faster in SCM. It's back up to 180, so almost back to pre-2.6 levels. But it's shinier, and I still suck at putting guns on ships, but details. For concept art this week, we had Around the Verse show off asteroids, nebulae, modular satellites, and space stations, as well as a new shield generator, a storage container, and the concept for a mining module. They showed off the magazine cover for the InFiction Hitbox magazine, which went over uh, an article on Star Marine. And then the Gemini ST-71 Ballistic AR was shown off on the weekly newsletter. It's pretty. Credit for that much. The real question is, is it any good? Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, because yeah, I always enjoyed the look of the sniper rifle, but I can't stand using it. Oh, the thing sucks. <laughs> I haven't gotten to use the sniper rifle because it didn't seem like the best uh, weapon at all. Just whenever you're in Port Allisar, pick up your ballistic machine gun and strap it to your chest, and that's the only gun you really need in the PU. 
Probably the most important piece of concept art we saw this week, though, was the Stanton system map, which was done uh, in the Around the Verse. But Relay did a, did a really good review of the entire system map, as well as the implications of what we saw. So I have a link to that in the show notes, and I definitely recommend taking a look at their, their work at Relay.sc. For development updates, we've heard a little bit about animations, instancing, as well as the debut of Spectrum. Uh, CIG is looking at putting out perhaps two or three big releases this year. We should expect to see one of them being 3.0, but we're not sure beyond that what they meant by big releases. But we do know that they will update the amount of locations, gameplay mechanics, and general content for CIG to receive some feedback on. As far as animations, we heard that cockpit animations as well as entering and exiting ship animations are still being worked on. But now the mission givers for the PU also have been into production. For instancing, Aaron Roberts, during his interview this week, mentioned that once they have servers capable of dynamically meshing together, we could possibly expect hundreds of thousands of people in one instance. Now, it sounds like a lot, but this is actually what they proposed a while back when they said everyone's going to be interacting in the same universe. There's still going to be separate servers that need to mesh together, but uh, as far as people participating in a persistent universe, we can expect hundreds of thousands if the network coding goes as expected. Well, I, I would say it will be quite possible to do this. <laughs> they, 50 Bengals are doesn't count. The only thing I would say uh, is hindering right now is that we have the CryEngine that has quite a, the, the details. Yeah, it's not CryEngine anymore. It's Lumberyard. Oh, yeah. But it's still CryEngine. You're both right. <laughs> So Spectrum Alpha version 0.3 is now live for everyone um, to try out and see how they like it. it. Essentially, it's bare bones right now, but they did say that we should expect for Spectrum to continue to get uh, weekly updates that not only address the bugs that, we that we're finding, but add new features like uh, eventually VoIP, in-game integration with Star Citizen, and a variety of quality of life improvements. The old forums will remain active for a while, but eventually will be archived and basically frozen um, while they transition completely over to Spectrum. That won't happen for a while, but it doesn't sound like the messages from the old forums will be transitioned to the Spectrum. They'll just be kept in an archived format. Uh, you can help bug test Spectrum by reporting anything you see to the issue council they've now made specifically for Spectrum. And for the record, Cognition Corp is on Spectrum. Yeah. So for all Cognition Corp members, uh, a link to our Spectrum will be included in the show notes. Or you can visit robertspaceindustries.com slash spectrum slash community slash cognition. Squadron 42 news, we learned this week that missions will be developed similarly to how they're developed for the PU. The difference being that Squadron 42 missions will have a specific context according to the campaign's specific narrative. For Star Marine, we learned that cover will be built into Star Marine maps in the future. They'd like more things for people to hide behind and use defensively. Right now, they're getting just a bare basic package for us to play test. Uh, devs mentioned that Sadaball won't be coming anytime soon, which we've heard before, but that they would like to get an EVA-specific map into the game sooner rather than later. I would hope that the EVA will also be sniper-friendly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Someday. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Every game needs a two for it. Yeah. Agreed. For the Persistent Universe, we got some information on cargo transport and ships. Uh, one being that it's going to take a large team to build up a large vehicle, which makes sense. But 
to be efficient at your job, you're also going to be well-trained. So jobs like engineering or security or medicine, things like that, may actually be highly technical and require expertise rather than people who just want to gravitate toward that station. Cargo transport will likely be um, a very lucrative career and that it's probably going to be fairly peaceful in zones generally considered to be safe, but that people who spend the extra money to get a security force to escort them will likely make more money by being able to take riskier routes. We learned that item pricing for the economy is basically finished, so they have a rough idea of how, uh, how much certain items are going to cost and how they're going to contribute to the economy dynamically. We learned that LTI might cover newer models of ships uh, potentially, so that if you uh, damage your 2947 Aurora and it's now 2948, you might be able to get the newer model um, if you're if you destroyed your vehicle and need a replacement. Now that was uh, just a hypothetical; it's not locked down, so it's just something one of the devs mentioned, and he wasn't a part of that department. But it is something that they said would be a solution. So for transporting your characters, CIG mentioned that the trips won't be shortened or warp in any way. They won't use loading screens to make it faster. You'll actually have to uh, physically transport your character to another location, and they consider the journey itself the adventure. So uh, they want you to be able to not only fill your time on the way, but you have to plan your route accordingly. Now this is possibly contrary to what we've heard in the past about being able to warp into your friend's NPC crew's bodies to take over their actions, but that was a couple years ago the last time they mentioned that, so it's very possibly uh, been axed since then. I bet you there'll be cheap seats on a Starliner that'll take you from point A to point B. I'd be stunned if they don't have something to that effect in the game. Yeah. I think it's going to be similar to if you guys played any like Grand Theft Auto game recently where you can take a taxi and you can you have to sit there and you can watch the taxi or you can pay extra to, to warp there. I think it's not going to have that warp option. It might have the pay extra so they go fast and maybe break a few laws because of the speed, but it won't ever be a, a warping action. But it'll be, you know, you can automate the process so you... Just let the screen run, and hopefully you don't run into danger. If you're confident you won't, that's fine. You can walk away and make dinner or something. But you'll still have to have the character physically get there. Yeah. The other big thing you'll have to worry about is, okay, well, you can move yourself, but what about your ship? If it doesn't have a jump drive, how are you going to get that from system to system? Got to load up something bigger, and that's going to cost money too. So pick your systems carefully. It's going to be a pain to move crap from system to system. Yeah, that will be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. For lore this week, we learned that in-game time will be measured in standard Earth time units, SET, and correlate to uh, Greenwich Mean Time. So just for convenience, that's how the, the standard time will work out. Obviously, on a certain planet, the uh, time of day and length of the year is going to be variable, but just so everybody can maintain a similar schedule, there will be an, at least some sort of standardized time as well. I would say that is logical to do, so... Yeah. For the lore about the Xeon this week, we learned that the Xeon have food that is mostly edible for humans, but largely don't fit our palate or don't fit our tastes, um, and that the way that they physically neurologically taste things is different than humans so obviously they're going to have different interests than us and that some things may be so unpalatable they're just completely inedible for humans hey they like texture their taste buds don't really work <laughs> 
the Anvil Hurricane for sure is going to be on sale for its concepting this Friday, um, February 24th, but they were not able to give us a price a week out. So it's somewhat of a surprise. Um, it was originally billed as a starter ship, but then again, so was the Terrapin. So it really could be a very expensive ship. We just know that originally it was pitched as a heavy, heavy personal fighter. I mean, it really could be anywhere from, you know, $100 to a couple hundred dollars. It's hard to tell. I'd well, be stunned if it was a true starter. I figure mm-hmm. eh, 150 is probably a good ballpark number, plus or minus 50 bucks. But it's supposed to be mm-hmm. a heavy fighter. Uh-huh. Yeah, and if it's honestly if it's a true heavy fighter, then yeah, you're probably right. It'll pre two fifty. The only heavy fighter we have right now is the Vanguard, right? Yep. And how much does that cost? Two fifty. Too much. Well, there you go. I think I think that it's going to be comparable to the Vanguard, most likely in price, but the Vanguard price might go up eventually because it's really a medium mm. heavy fighter. It's not a small heavy fighter, really. Hmm. I'm I'm guessing I'm guessing it's going to be more than two fifty. Yeah, we'll have to see. You know, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, really, they, they're supposed to give us a week ahead. That was their own rule. But uh sounds like they haven't themselves come up with a definitive price for it. As far as other ships, we saw the Dragonfly's damage state on the Around the Verse this week. We learned that the Pegasus, the carrier, will be included in Episode 2 of Squadron 42, so we won't see it in the first episode. And that the Super Hornet's price finally increased to $180 in U.S. currency, up from previous, I think, $165. Alas, more expensive Super Hornets for everyone. (laughs) For miscellaneous Star Citizen news, Relay.sc did a really great job dissecting the Stanton system map that we saw in Around the Verse. User Talong did a PSA for people in Asia connecting to the current Aussie server and why they might be having difficulties. Latawan did a Weapons and Star Marine infographic that was really informative. And Sad Sorbet wrote about his experience using AdWords to unlock the Gladius through referrals. My pick of the week for the best contribution by a fan was actually the Yela Asteroid Belt composite map by Rockseeker. We originally posted it a couple days ago, then he put out an updated version today, and it's absolutely beautiful and essentially talks about the different things you can find in the Yela Asteroid Belt currently. And being from a mining corporation rock seeker is living right up to his name i think board gamer threw that out there so mm. that's why i know it exists it is a beautiful thing it is a wonderful thing it will help me navigate gala's asteroids and maybe find benny henge one of these days <laughs> <laughs> fortnightly frontier did a great interview with mr hasgahaz worth checking out Terellian teased combined arms part two so hopefully we'll see in that sometime soon the Hunter comic, issue number three, page 34, was released, as well as The Citizens, uh, number five and number six. Um, Litauen made another pretty cool map. This one is the Rickard Memorial Raceway map. So for any racers out there or potential racers, uh, the map really helps you find each gate so you can plan your, your turns better. And finally, to any of our UK listeners, BritishCon 2017 will be held Saturday, April 22nd, 2017, at the Radisson Blue Hotel in Manchester near the airport. The website, Twitter, and Facebook links are included in our show notes. And that'll do it for this week. A special thanks to our sponsor, Interstellar Diplomacy. Visit them at robertspaceindustries.com slash org slash diplomacy. Thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the verse. Bye. Take care, folks. Doodle-doo.
so long, farewell. Alfie does an adu, 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 adu. Two of you do toodles? <laughs> yeah, why not?